Good morning and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the 5-Minute Drill brought to you by L5 Media. My name is Darian Phillips. I am joined by your co-host Simran Sandu, and it is Tuesday, June 2nd. Let's kick things off by checking out how markets started the week off yesterday, listeners. And general investors have been encouraged by global factory activities' recent path toward recovery. However, they have also had to consider potential effects of the current protests going on around the nation, as I'm sure you're well aware. That said, movements across all major indexes were fairly mild-mannered, increasing roughly 40 to 70 basis points. Outside of equities, rising tensions between the U.S. and China caused U.S. crude oil to dip by 14 basis points, and yields on the 10-year Treasury note jumped by 66 basis points. Yeah, and something that's really interesting about the oil situation is that while oil prices are falling, OPEC and Russia are actually close to making a deal which would extend current production cuts by two months. Since April, both parties agreed to cut oil output by 9.7 million barrels, and the analysts believe that number will hold constant if the extension is finalized. And even though a recent survey of purchasing managers in the U.S., Asia, and Europe showed that the decline in factory activity has begun its path to recovery, the U.S. economy may take up to 10 years to fully recover. As a result, the Congressional Budget Office has been forced to adjust its economic forecast for the next decade, cutting its projection for the U.S. economic output by $7.9 trillion, which equates to roughly 3% of our nation's GDP. Now that said, let's start to zoom in a little bit and take a look at the private sector, What's the latest, Simi? Well, we've heard a lot about how the pandemic has impacted advertising revenue for many companies, but for YouTube, there seems to be a different factor in play. Their streaming television arm, YouTube TV, is a large contributor in helping the platform reach over 100 million people in the U.S. on a monthly basis, but advertisers are still hesitant to spend money on YouTube TV relative to Hulu or other streaming services. The reason being is that most marketers still see YouTube as just a mobile or desktop video viewing platform. Nestle also received a slap on the wrist yesterday, and what I mean by that, listeners, is a European government ordered Nestle to change the name of its meatless burger, the Incredible Burger, after claiming that it was infringing on Impossible Foods trademarks. Nestle will now be renaming the product to Sensational, and I've got to say, I'm still a little disappointed in the lack of originality from Nestle on this one. And if we shift over to the infamous COVID-19, there are reported concerns about a new system companies are using to disinfect N95 masks. Up until now, the government has contracted a company called Battelle to clean hundreds of thousands of masks at a cost of more than $110 for each one. The government's intention is to preserve the limited supply of protective gear. However, the safety of Battelle's decontamination system exposes used masks to vaporized hydrogen peroxide. As you can imagine, this puts the lives of many frontline workers in danger. And we are also seeing that Amazon's top-selling products have shifted dramatically over the past few days. In particular, the recent protests sparked by George Floyd's death have resulted in an influx in demand for pepper spray, Black Lives Matter merchandise, and educational books on racial injustice on the e-commerce platform, according to the site's bestseller rankings. And as we discussed tech giants, Facebook has received widespread criticism from both employees and users after CEO Mark Zuckerberg decided to keep a post up from President Trump, which stated that, quote unquote, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. As a result, many Facebook employees staged a virtual walkout yesterday to express their discontent with the decision. And as protests continue across the nation, major cities such as New York, L.A., Atlanta, and Minneapolis have been forced to either issue or extend curfews. Six states and 13 cities have officially declared a state of emergency, and President Trump announced that he would deploy thousands of armed soldiers and military personnel to Washington, D.C. to combat the violence. 
And a quick update regarding the G7 summit. South Korea and Australia have agreed to accept the invitation, but members such as Canada have been very critical about Russia potentially joining. With that in mind, Russian President Vladimir Putin has yet to announce an official decision on the matter and claimed that he does need additional information. And let's go ahead and wrap things up on somewhat of a positive note, listeners. The Census Bureau hit its response goal with roughly 60% of households submitting a response despite the concerns about the disruptions that COVID-19 would have on the process. And that's all we've got for you this Tuesday morning. As always, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we look forward to catching you bright and early Wednesday morning as we continue our journey to redefine how you experience news. 